Welcome back everybody to the Call of the Soul podcast and this episode all about pendulums and crystal healing. So Doug and I get into a conversation about how to use pendulums for dowsing, which is, um, is to find out answers for things uh, that we, we, want to, we want to know. And uh, although they can be used for lots of things outside the healing world, we're looking at how to use pendulums to discover where blockages might be in our energy field. We obviously get into a chat about the chakra system, and Doug's got some very interesting things to say about that. And then we go on to talk about some courses and how to get into energy healing. And, and I also reveal a little bit of my own story, how I didn't really intend to get into crystal healing, but went on a journey and here I am practicing crystal healing. So um, you might find that an interesting story to follow. I'd just like to say that in the course of the conversation, I talk about this being episode four. What happened was, uh, we, we actually split it up a little bit more. So this is episode five, so I do apologize for that little continuity error, but uh, yeah, just drift past it. So this actually does conclude this mini-series that we've done on crystals, and I think we're gonna come back and talk about some other subjects in the next mini-series that we'll do. No doubt uh, we'll come back to talking about crystals at some point, such a big part of Doug's life and um, I'm sure he's got more things to say about crystals. But anyway, here we go with this episode all about pendulums. Thank you. Pendulums, Doug. I know they can be made of all sorts of materials. I've got a very nice one made of wood, but I'd actually like to keep it in context and talk about crystal pendulums and how we use them for dowsing and divining in our work with crystals. So can you shed a little light on this subject for us? Well, I can shed a little bit of light, that's for sure. Um, what's a pendulum? It's Generally, it's an object which moves in different directions or moves in one direction. The idea of a, of a crystal pendulum in particular, or any of the materials that you've just talked about for pendulums, is that it gives us some answers. And ideally, what we want is answers that um, we don't know already because there's no point in getting a pendulum to tell us what we already know. So um, what we're looking for briefly is to set up our pendulum. That can take a little bit of time to give us um, a yes answer and a no answer. And once we've got yes and no answers set up, then we can start to ask questions. So long as there's only two possible answers, then... Um, that makes things pretty easy. Now, a lot of people say, well, how does a pendulum work? What actually moves a pendulum? And the goal, of course, is not to move the pendulum yourself. It's to have either your subconscious moving it, which is maybe a very minuscule amount of muscle movement or even nervous movement, which generates muscle movement and thus moves the pendulum, or it's connecting with your energy field in some other way, perhaps what we call the higher self or the soul, um, is guiding the movement of the pendulum. It's, it's a form of divination, if you like. So what we're trying to avoid with our pendulum work is the conscious thinking mind, because that's pretty boring. We know what that's thinking already. Um, and if we're saying, will I find love next year? We're probably so desperate to find love next year if we've been looking for it for 10 years already that the answer is going to be yes, because it's what we want to hear. That's the thinking mind. Um, 
It's probably not a great, great question in the first place. So, you know, we're looking to um, get answers beyond the conscious realm, something that we don't know already. And it's, you know, it can take a little bit of setting up. It can take a little bit of training before we start to get accurate answers. It's, uh, it's more of a process, but then we can use pendulums for all sorts of things. We can, you know, historically, dowsers, professional dowsers, have used pendulums to find water, to find minerals, to find energy lines, to find you know all sorts of things within the earth. It's very possible, and you, we can use pendulums on a more practical, everyday notion to um, find blockages in the energy field, to find chakras that aren't functioning as fruitfully as we might like if we were to move into the realms of crystal healing which I, I know we're about to so pendulums can provide answers I think is the bottom line did that kind of tell you enough about my thoughts on the subject yes and uh, very nicely dovetails into my next question it's as if we planned this episode out isn't it so yeah I want to get into talking about healing and suppose the most obvious place to start is, is self-healing so before you get into the realms of becoming a healing practitioner or opening up more of a knowledge base about crystal healing you can actually start to work with them intuitively yourself on as you said block chakras so could you talk us through that a little well there's you know there's many many possibilities with with crystal healing i think you know the important thing is to perhaps just reflect on everything that we've talked about so far and realize that that is actually crystal healing in and of itself whether it's the the carrying of the crystal in the pocket in the in the bag wherever whether it's the wearing of the crystal as jewelry they're both ways of self-healing effectively we're bringing a new frequency into our energy field so it's it's healing um, a healing possibility equally the the crystal gridding that we talked about an episode or two back that's another form of healing. The meditation, meditation is healing in and of itself. If you add crystals into the equation, then there's more healing coming in um, there. So everything that we've talked about to date, or simply in fact, placing crystals around your room, that's also potentially healing in nature because it's again, it's bringing in a different energy. So everything that we've talked about is healing. Um, and then we come down to specifics and um, you know it's it's quite easy to work on oneself if you know what you're doing it and it's quite easy it's quite um, straightforward we can we can simply if anyone's learned Reiki then it's it's quite an easy sidestep into working with crystals for Reiki for for yourself in Reiki one of the you know the foundation of the first level of Reiki is all about self-healing where you lay your hands on yourself in certain positions which all relate to the chakras to bring in a positive energy we can add crystals into that equation quite simply and to bring a positive energy into the chakras so I did want to talk about chakras you've kind of beaten me to it I'm sorry waving my hand at you then because uh, I, I sort of feel that if you're going to go on a self-healing journey you could use it purely intuitive, but I'm not sure many folks would have the confidence to do that. So some knowledge of the chakra system is probably quite useful, is it not, if you're embarking on a self-healing journey? Definitely. Um, I think some knowledge of the chakras is 
essential if you're interested in life from an energy perspective I'd go that far um, it's important to understand how we work and I think um, you know we've seen this year in 2020 that the world is changing we don't quite know where it's going to go for sure yet um, but a lot of people are opening up to the concept that energy matters more than matter. I, we heal from the inside out. We heal um, through energy rather than the physical. And I think that the chakras are essential within that concept. So where's a good place to go to get a deeper knowledge about chakras so you can perhaps sharpen or focus your self-healing? Well, you've set me up to advertise myself at this point, of course. Um, and I do run a, a, a chakra course, Manifestation Through the Chakras, which is going to run in the new year, which is 2021. Generally runs a couple of times each year, and it's, a, it's an excellent seven-week course, um, which goes into the chakras in some detail. There are books out there. Um, again, with books, there are some which are which are fine. There are some which are excellent. Um, generally, I found that the books that I really enjoyed were the books of a lady called Anadea Judith. Um, but they are great, big, thick, meaty, almost encyclopedic volumes. So as long as you're pretty diligent, then they're possible to get through. Um, one of my teachers, Caroline Mace, her work on the chakras really um, gave me a very big picture perspective, if you like, of the chakras. So, uh, you know, there's plenty of places out there. Um, generally speaking on Reiki courses, I, I'm teaching Reiki again at the moment. You don't have much time on in Reiki courses to go into lots of detail about the chakras, um, although we work with the chakras. Um, so I would... You know, if you've learnt Reiki, if you know a little bit about the chakras, I think there's always room for expansion. But it depends the way your particular journey is going. But, you know, for me, these things all kind of blend into the same meal on the dining table, if you like. The Reiki, the crystals, the sound healing, the regression, all the things we're going to talk about over future podcasts. It's all it's all the meal that we're all eating, or if you prefer a different metaphor, it's all part of the journey that our souls are on at this particular moment in time, which might not be metaphorical at all. Well, this series of podcasts is, of course, the Call of the Soul podcast, so you very nicely brought uh, the whole conversation back to the soul, and uh, that's, that's, that's really nice, because you know, crystals do work on that level. But let's talk about working with your chakras and then going a little bit further because as you deepen your knowledge around energy work and your chakras, then I guess the next stage is to go on a crystal healing course and then you can start to work on healing other people. Yes, I, I always think about... Um working on yourself first and foremost that was drummed into me when I you know I spent a few years training whatever it is whether it's healing Reiki chakras people who think yeah I want to become a healer because I want to go out and help other people there's an old old quote by a guy called uh, I think his name was Edward Bark who founded the Bark Flower Remedies and he said healer heal thyself and that's where it starts and stops for me um, 
the journey to become a healer, if you think you're going out to help other people, you're not. You're working on yourself, otherwise you're going to find a whole lot of people who are mirroring your own issues. So part of the goal is to work on yourself, work on yourself, and then remember to keep working on yourself. So that's a very interesting concept and I can feel a whole podcast episode there. But so you've started to work on yourself. Let's take this journey. We're, we're now on episode four. So people have hopefully followed this. So they are already doing healing work by putting crystals around them, perhaps wearing crystals, taking them out into the world, supporting their self-practice. And so they are already in a healing realm as you described. So now they want to take that healing to be able to deliver it to another person. So let's say they have reached the right place to do that. So what's the next step? How can you make that step into well, becoming a crystal healer? Get a qualification. Go and find a course that resonates with you. Um, get insured as a result of that course. Get accredited, make it as professional as you can as if you're about to go out and become a, a brain surgeon you kind of um, wouldn't be reading about it in books and theorizing you'd be going and doing the proper you know you'd be doing a proper course proper training somewhere so as with anything get trained properly um, I run a, a series of four courses um, that um, that offer a qualification in crystal healing there are plenty of other courses out there as well um, it's really again to come back to one of our original points about this it's about what resonates with you um, I think um, the essence of any form of healing really is to keep it simple a lot of things can over elaborate and over overthink and over this and over that but essentially healing is is pretty simple a lot of healing is about how to work with people how to understand what people need or how to help people to understand what they need for themselves um, I'll come back and I'll sing one of my usual songs which is you know part of what's happening with the human race is our failure to take responsibility and be accountable to ourselves and um, part of that journey is to learn to recognize what we actually need to move ourselves forward and that relates to crystal healing as much as it relates to clearing our blockages around this or clearing our blockages around that or whether it relates to you know the thoughts that hold us back or the emotions that hold us back whatever it is and crystal healing is a is a way to work through some of those things i've kind of gone off a little bit of a tangent there but uh, i think you know what i'm saying nonetheless it is an interesting tangent and if i think about my own journey into becoming a crystal healer it pro probably didn't start necessarily from the right place uh, but it nonetheless started with an interest in crystals and I found the fascination of that took me further and deeper into it and then attending your courses I discovered that I had an ability to be able to channel crystal healing energy and that really excited me and it took me further and then you know I wanted I became hungry for more knowledge and, and that was a journey that I took that I didn't plan but nonetheless it it has come to me and uh, I th sort of think well that's a journey I was kind of meant to go on 
because I didn't actually set out on that journey with intention of becoming a crystal healer. So are you saying, Simon, that you were following the call of the soul? I think I probably am, aren't I? Yes, I think I am. And, and, and actually, as, as time's gone on and I've done more work around crystals and crystal healing, I've come to realise that, actually. And uh, I hope that's useful to people that, that may be thinking, oh, well, I, I am drawn to crystal healing, but I don't really quite know which way to go or how to go make that first step. I, I, I took the step without knowing it. So, yeah. and I think that's it. Follow your intuition. Follow the call of the soul. Follow your gut instinct. You know, follow what doesn't make any sense in the logical world, but seems like the right thing to do. Uh, all of those things, I think, apply really, really well. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. And that's where we're going to leave the subject of crystals for now. And I'm sure we'll come back to that at some point or another because so much. Uh, to say about crystals isn't there and it's a very big part of Doug's work so um, I'm sure we're going to come back and talk about them again. So we're going to go away and have a little contemplate, a little think about what to do next. So many things in his healing life, in his world that we can talk about so we're not going to be stuck for content. So we'll be back soon with uh, some more interesting and insightful topics to talk about in the wild and wonderful world of Doug Buckingham. So. Um, Hope you've enjoyed this Crystals uh, mini-series. Uh, please contact Doug if you want to talk about crystal healing. He runs lots of courses on that and he also sells amazing crystals of all shapes and sizes. So well worthwhile dropping him a line about that. Meanwhile, just uh, thank you for listening. And uh, as I say, we'll be back very soon with some more things to talk about.